Experience the difference at Woodhouse Buick GMC. From the GMC Acadia to the Buick Encore, we're sure to have a vehicle that fits your lifestyle. Our climate-controlled showroom guarantees a comfortable shopping experience every time you visit. Plus, our commitment to our customers continues well beyond the date of purchase. You will leave our lot feeling comfortable and confident in your new vehicle. Start your car buying journey today, in-store or online at WoodhouseBuickGMC.com. We are professional grade. This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network. Look right down any crowded hall. You'll see there's a beauty standing. Is she really everywhere or a reflection? One always calls out to you. The other's shy and quiet. Could there be two different? Pi Beta Alpha, the podcast in which we explore the strange and terrifying world of the Sweet Valley High TV show, episode by episode. I'm Anna Carey. I'm Karen Moynihan. And this week, it is episode number uh, seven. Seven. (laughs) And contrary to what we said in the last episode, uh, it is not the curse of the Lawrence Mansion. It's the curse of Lawrence Manson. (laughs) I guess it's an easy mistake to make. Uh, I mean, bear in mind, we are just going on the Wikipedia uh, page for a list of Sweet Valley High episodes. So, you know, uh, yeah, it turns out that there is no Lawrence Mansion, but there is a Lawrence Manson. <laughs> and I guess we'll dive right in with the uh, with the blurb, so to speak, which is also on Wikipedia, remember? Again, yes. Or uh, <laughs> we're working off some pretty shoddy um, workmanship here, I would say. <laughs> well, please share it with us. Okay. Uh, The gang spend Halloween at school where they attempt to revive a student who died 25 years ago. No, they don't. That's that's not what's happening. It definitely Um, isn't. No. A lot of strange, creepy happenings are going on. That is accurate. Okay. Is this just tricking on the night of trick or treat? (laughs) Or or is something more dire really going on? These descriptions read like they were translated from something else in Google Translate. Like they're so weird. A few times in Google Translate. Also, I've just noticed that it was, was this written? No, directed uh, by a guy called Mark Lawrence. So that's nice and confusing. I just saw that too. Yeah. For all the Lawrence action. (laughs) Maybe he just uh, was a homage, an homage to himself. There you go. Why not? Yeah. Well, uh, we begin in this episode, not in the Lawrence Mansion, which doesn't exist, but, <laughs> but in the Moon Beach Cafe, where Manny and Bruce have a, an even more insanely huge pile of chips. Yeah, it's back. <laughs> Even it's bigger than ever. It is bigger than ever. Like they've just amped it up even more. It's hilarious. It's like it's a it's this teetering mountain of chips, yeah. and it actually looks like towards the top they've actually been like actually building like a little tower. It's like they're playing Jenga Ooh. with their plate of chips. But it's like this is just obviously what they do. They get a giant plate of fries and mm. they make things with. Them. 
Apparently. Or maybe they've sort of gone like they're having an episode like uh, uh, Richard Dreyfus in Close Encounters. Oh, God, tried. yes. They're just trying <laughs> to build the thing. <laughs> model of a mountain outside. I mean, an alien arrival would fit in quite well in this version of Sweet Valley. It really would. It would slot right in. Yeah. So they're arguing, they're looking at some hot babe uh, <laughs> taking orders across the other side of the moon beach. They argue about who saw her first. Um, but then she turns around and there's a surprise. Oh God, she's made up all scary. So she's got like an eye on her forehead and her skin is all weird and she has big scary teeth in and everything. Because <laughs> it's Halloween. Yay, <laughs> love a Halloween episode. So excited about this. Don't care that it's the wrong time of the year. It's Halloween somewhere. I'm all yeah. in. <laughs> That's how it works, right? <laughs> Halloween in your heart. In spirit. It's Halloween somewhere. <laughs> it works. Don't question it too much. <laughs> well, we cut to the gang where some randomer called Carl. What the hell? Mm. Well, probably not Carl the Orderly. A bit of foreshadowing there. He's <laughs> the only Carl we know of in Sweet Valley. He asks if they're ready for his party. And after he leaves, the uh, the gang discuss their costumes because it's a fancy dress party. And Liz wants her and Todd to be Romeo and Juliet. But uh, he says they won't get him into a pair of tights. And we might remember that in one of the recent books, they dressed as just that famous couple. That's true. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and, and Todd does say, like, with disdain, there's no way you're getting me in a pair of tights. And uh, there's a great moment then when Winston <laughs> entirely seriously is like, you should try it. They make you feel all light and springy. <laughs> and then reminds everybody he wore them in Macbeth. Loved it. Like, this is... Winston is fantastic in this whole scene. Oh, it's so he's, good. Yeah, he's great. Well, he's great in this episode. Um, True. Because Bruce approaches and makes a jibe about... Uh, uh, Winston so wearing Spider-Man underoos and Winston uh, just comes back without missing a beat and says uh, that he wants to go uh, for Halloween as a rich snob can he borrow some clothes <laughs> it's so good he's just straight in there like no mess and he's just not having it <laughs> oh, he's just, I just love his demeanour like he's you know when Bruce people try to sort of like take advantage of him or, or trick him like Jessica or just be a dick to him like Bruce he's just like I don't give a shit about you losers. He's so unbothered. It's great. It's very yeah. attractive. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, by the way, Eden's wearing a check shirt. Very of its time. Nice. Yeah. So Bruce has somebody to introduce to the classic gang. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So this guy, he calls over uh, Baxley, he says. And it's this guy, Gary Baxley, who apparently is new to, to Sweet Valley High or he's transferred Ooh. or something. Uh, yeah. Gary Baxley is 40. Oh, at um, least. Who are these fully grown men in their dad <laughs> jeans that they keep bringing in as these like weird love interests? Because oh this God. is a fully grown man. Like, it 100% no, is. He has no business hanging out with teenagers. No. <laughs> Uh, so yeah uh, apparently um, he's a sports star and Todd recognises him um, and uh, Lila turns up and uh, dressed in quite an ensemble can you describe it it's one hell of a blazer holy shit Um, yeah it's all stripey but it's got like black brown and yellow stripes so she's like a really fancy bumblebee oh Um, and she's wearing it's like is it like a yellow pinafore I think underneath it it um, is. And with a sort of a, a, a silk blouse and possibly a cravat under that. Style out the gap. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> well, she introduces him uh, or introduces herself as Gary's welcoming committee. 
So good. She's gassed because she's all over Gary immediately. And she's mm. like, Gary, I'm not usually this forward. And then Winston, again, without missing a beast, jumps in. And he's like, she's usually much worse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so she asks him to the fancy dress party. And uh, Gary asks, is Bruce going to this party? But Bruce has other plans. Yeah, Bruce reveals he's heading to school that night. He's going to um, check it out because apparently there's a fucking school lore has it oh. that uh, this guy called Larry Manson who died in the school 25 years ago uh, comes back every Halloween <gasps> night um, so apparently he was like a, a guy who the football team dared to go in and steal an exam paper on Halloween night and when he broke into the school they scared him to death <laughs> yes because nobody questions this by the way they're just like oh yeah scared no. him to death yeah that's a thing yeah yeah, yeah that checks that out happens um, in the normal so, world so yeah his his ghost comes back every Halloween to uh, to get revenge on all the Sweet Valley High students which you know as motivation I can get on board with that that does seem very understandable mm, true I mean I'm surprised there aren't more people uh, haunting Sweet Valley High to be honest it's ripe for vengeful vengeful ghosts Bruce is, then talks about how uh, yeah Larry uh, Lawrence Manson turns up every Halloween to get revenge and Liz says that she's read about this in the archives so you know she, she thinks this is obviously a historical record and Winston the only sensible person here says look I believe a kid died but I don't believe this haunting stuff and uh, Gary says that he's in, but Winston isn't so enthusiastic. Yeah, he's not really into this whole thing at all. But um, but everybody else is like, or Liz is kind of interested to go and check it out, um, which means that Todd then is as well. And kind of one by one, the group are like, yeah, OK, let's go see what happens. Like, let's go for a look. Yeah. So he, he's kind of uh, brought along by the rest. Yeah. And Winston makes or Bruce makes chicken noises at him, which triggers him into giving in. Uh, but uh, Manny however, is too scared and literally runs away saying, don't mess with the dead. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'm kind of with Manny here a little bit, I have to say. Oh, me too. I would not be going anywhere near that place. Like, no, I'm good. Thanks. I'm, I'm not going after any ghosts. I am totally fine here in the cafe with my giant plate of chips. Thank you. <laughs> well, we cut to the Casa del Wakefield and the Hershey bar where we see that Jessica's headboard of her bed is apparently a multicoloured picket fence with hats hanging off each picket. Oh my God, I didn't even notice that. Oh, please go back and have another look. I was like, what is happening to her bed? What is this? That a bed? This is madness. Well, oh Je- Jessica asks Lila if she wants to go to a frat party because uh, she wasn't in the uh, Jessica wasn't in the Dairy Burger earlier. I mean, the Moon Beach Cafe. Sorry. <laughs> um, so yeah, she says asks Lila if she wants to go to a frat party after Carl's big fancy dress bash, and um, yeah, she's wearing a sort of skin tight halter neck halter neck dress over a very low cut red tee. It's an oddly proportioned outfit. Mm, true. And uh, yeah, Lila's still wearing her amazing stripy blazer over a pinny over a silk blouse outfits. And she says she has other plans and says she's going to study. And Jessica doesn't buy this for a minute. (laughs) True. Yeah. Straight away. She's like, "Okay, what's his name? (laughs) Well, uh, Liz just pops out of the bathroom to say it's Gary and he's gorgeous. (laughs) It's like, really? Are we sure about that? (laughs) And we won't give away what her costume is until we really, we get 
sort of confirmation of full who picture, it is. Yeah. Yes, later. But she's wearing a slinky black dress and asks the other two what they think of it. And Lila's all, you're wearing that? And Jessica says, it's really revealing. And it's not. Not at all. Like, it's tight, sure. But, like, it's almost up to her neck and down to her ankles. Like, she is completely covered. Yes. Well, Jessica's uh, got two choices. What could they be? <laughs> That's right. She she holds up, like, both both costumes literally fit in the palm of her hands. They're so <laughs> small. So she's got, uh, her options are Catwoman or a genie. Both are man killers, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Liz uh, is like, is that a glove? That's <laughs> so small. And Jessica decides she's going to go as Catwoman. Mm. Or will she? <laughs> we cut to the school at spooky music plays as a devilish silhouette appears in the corridor. <laughs> it's amazing. Like, yes, the shadow of like some demonic figure with like a big fork and horns yeah. and everything. And they come around the corner and it's Bruce dressed yeah. As the devil. Yeah, the red devil. <laughs> and Lila and Jessica aren't happy. Oh my God, this is so funny. But like, yeah, it's that thing where they've both come in the same outfit. Mm-hmm. But um, they're both genies. <laughs> sort of I dream of genie style. Very much so, yes. But they're basically just wearing bikinis with like a gauzy fabric over there as trousers, kind of, or like a skirt. Um, yes, like they both look sensational, True. but like it is just so funny. Like, oh god, um, especially when Jessica's like, "That was that's very revealing yeah. about Liz's dress," and she's literally turning up in underwear. Yes, but um, but yeah, they're both they're both uh, a, a genie. So yeah, mm. Jessica's outfit is kind of red and gold, I think, and then Lila's is yellow. Um, but they're they're both but both lovely genies. Yes, and Lila uh, is giving out to Jess for uh, you know saying she was going to be Catwoman. Yeah, and. Jessica says, just goes, I lied. And then pokes at Lila and says, is that cellulite? Of course. (laughs) Horrifies Lila. And again, is an example of Jessica promoting terrible body image. Oof. Yeah, not good. Well, Gary is there and he's dressed to the nines. Oh, fucking Gary. He's come as a crap centurion, basically. Oh, my God. (laughs) Well, he's having the time of his life because Lila and Jessica are both clinging to him, saying they're frightened. Oh god, I don't know why they're scrapping over this guy when he actually looks like their dad. I mean, maybe he was originally hard to play Ned. <laughs> that would work. Like, oh, yeah. to give him something. <laughs> well, he Gary might be happy, but two others aren't. Winston and Enid. Oh no! Yeah, they got to uh, Winston's car. Uh, has hasn't? It's got a flat tire. Mm. Um, and <laughs> Enid is there with the jack, and she's given out to to, uh, to Winston, saying, "I wish you'd told me you didn't have a spare before I got the car off the ground." Uh, at which point, Winston reveals he does have a spare, just that it also has a flat. <laughs> I mean, really, Winston, come on. Um, so uh, yeah, he's dressed as as a sort of classic Christopher Lee Dracula. Uh, vampire mm. and uh, Enid is dressed as pebbles from the Flintstones oh Enid was done fucking dirty with this costume I will say because like for Winston I literally just wrote down hot vampire okay yeah. clearly um, <laughs> Enid oh man like the pebbles costume is cute from like the like up, like your waist up looks mm. great her hair is lovely she's got like the bone in her ponytail the little top is cool little green animal print thing but then it's like the bottoms of it are literally like a giant nappy it does look quite nappy-like. It does. Right? And like, I know Pebbles is a cartoon baby, so there's True. that aspect of it. But like, oh my God, they just, they, they were like, someone was mean to Enid here yeah. by putting her in this. Everybody else has cool costumes. Everyone looks so cool. And like, she could have just worn blue shorts or something instead of a baggy nappy with like a fake <laughs> midriff. It's like, 
why have they done this to her? <laughs> well, the Winston tries to attract attention for you know from the passing <laughs> car, but strangely <laughs> enough, the fact that he's dressed as a vampire and is just jumping up and down, waving his cape around. They're not in a hurry to makes them not in a hurry to stop. It doesn't do the job, weirdly. Yeah. Yeah, then he tells Edith they wouldn't be in this mess if she hadn't spilled hot cocoa in his lap. And she says she, it wouldn't have happened if he hadn't driven into a pothole. Why was she riding around oh, with an open cup of hot cocoa? Of hot cocoa. Yeah, so they kind of argue a bit over all of this. And I, I have to say, I found myself shouting, kiss, kiss, kiss at the screen. Oh, the chemistry was there. I was like, please, come on. But um, yeah, then uh, they decide they're going to have to walk uh, to the school. Yeah. But yeah, the, the moment disappears, unfortunately, although it might have just been mostly in my head. Well, no, no, I did feel it too. You so did feel it too, okay, cool. You. But yeah. Um, yeah, Winston claims that he knows every, you know, the woods, like the back of his hand. So, you know, it's okay for them to take a shortcut through the woods, which are apparently very near the school. So, <laughs> and Edith's not entirely happy about going through scary woods on uh, Halloween. But Winston reassures her. And then what happens the minute he sets foot off the pavement? He immediately falls face first into a giant puddle of mud. Yes. So how mm. in Sweet Valley where it only rains like one day a year? <laughs> very true. It's also, it's it's a very unconvincing trip and fall as well though because he just like he just like waves his arms and just like face plants it's For, just yes oh. <laughs> and, and it's not dark or anything I don't really understand why I didn't see it <laughs> but Edith's amused and that's all that counts true yeah we cut to the school where the whole gang are now gathered in a very well lit with sort of very impressive overhead sort of directional lighting <laughs> Todd has a rash from, I guess, his fake moustache. And we realise who he and Liz are dressed as! Oh my god, they're Gomez and Morticia! Yes! <laughs> I loved this so much. Because when we see Liz's dress earlier, I assumed she was just kind of going to go as a witch. And yeah, I was like, okay, too. fine, that's grand. But the fact that she's actually Morticia and like with the long black hair and she's got like her spooky Morticia makeup on, I was like, fucking oh. nice one. I love this. And yeah, Todd is Gomez. He's put shoe polish in his hair, which I think is, is what's bothering him to, um, yes. to blacken it all. He's got a moustache on. He's wearing this kind of like stripey, it's like brown and black stripes. It's very kind of, Gomez. Very Gomez. I don't know, is it a dressing gown or what it is? But he looks oh. the part. They both like look, a smoking jacket sort of vibe. They look fucking great. And I was fully on board with this. Yes, me too. I was very happy when I yeah. realised who they were. And Bruce tells them all to close their eyes and all hold hands. And he summons Lawrence Manson. And uh, they all get, they're all getting a bit nervous. Um, uh, oh yeah, Patty is there too. She's dressed as a sort of a, a Viking slash Valkyrie. It's good Val- luck. Yeah, literally what I've written down as well. It's like Valkyrie or a Viking. It's like yes. one of these two or a combination thereof. But yeah, it's a good she, look as well. She's it off. Yeah. She is. Yeah, she looks great. Uh, so uh, they tell Lawrence Manson that they mean no harm and summon him again. And then lightning strikes. <gasps> oh my God. Yes, the drama. Like the lights go off and there's a scream. And uh, I don't know, they have candles on the go or something. But suddenly uh, from the shadows, like a mannequin on wheels yeah. comes forward and everybody freaks out and gets up and scrambles for the door. But Todd notices it's on a fishing line and he <laughs> traces it to Bruce, who cries, gotcha, with genuine <laughs> glee. He's so delighted with himself. <laughs> he really is. And he says Halloween is meant to be scary. And Jessica is clinging to Gary and says that she's having fun. And Lila gives her a great side eye and says, climb back in your bottle. <laughs> 
such a great burn. I loved it. <laughs> so Patty heads off to go to the loo, but when she opens the door, what did she see? <laughs> a terrifying vision. So it's like this big scary face with like bulging eyes and sticks all sticking out of it. Like it is quite a scary yeah. thing. But um, but it turns out it's actually just Winston. Like it was definitely a weird thing that they'd done up for that immediate shot. But yeah, yes. it eventually then uh, changes uh, angle and it's Winston and Enid arriving in. Just Winston is in absolute state from his fall into all the mud. I don't really understand how he still has twigs in his hair. You'd think he'd have pulled them <laughs> out over the, over the course of the walk. Very but true. Uh, anyway, he says he's heading to have a shower to get rid of the mud and asks if Jessica wants to join him. <laughs> again he's just like I'm going for a shower anyone want to come Jessica no okay (laughs) we can't be angry with him for long he's so gassy but then we cut to uh, the doors of the school what should be happening mystery hands there's like mystery gloved hands they're locking the door with chains Who could it be? Well, they they hear a noise, presumably from mystery hands, and Gary goes off to investigate the noise. And Todd says he'll he'll join them uh, or join Gary because he doesn't trust uh, Bruce to supervise him. But Liz says she doesn't want to be left with the Prince of Darkness, and Bruce again <laughs> just looks delighted with himself. He's so, which is so thrilled. Funny. <laughs> and Lila says she hopes nothing happens to Gary because she just found him. <laughs> Yeah, I think Lila and Jessica both kind of take off then uh, after Gary they to, see, do. Uh, to see how he gets on. And then we see mystery hands again, cutting the electricity off <gasps> at, the, at the fuse box, I guess. I guess, yeah. <laughs> and then, as Jessica and Lila cling together in the darkness, they hear something. Oh, they hear um, they hear Gary going, no, no. And it's all very <laughs> dramatic, but uh, they kind of run around the corner to see what's happened. Uh, but they're very frightened and uh, two frightened little genies. Yeah. But, um, yeah, they find Gary's costume um, <gasps> all ripped up on the ground. <gasps> and they're like, oh no, something terrible has happened. No, Gary. So no. they scream. So after a shot of a spooky moon, we cut to Jess telling the gang what they saw and heard. And Bruce is all like, oh, it looks... You know, his clothes were, were shredded as if by some sharp clawed beast. <laughs> yes. And like he can barely keep a straight face as he's saying this line. He's just having such a great time. I know, it is great. <laughs> and then they hear some scary moaning and Lila screams. But who could oh, it be? No. It's just Winston again. <laughs> yeah. Needed asks if anyone has a wooden stake. <laughs> and then there's another moment where Winston kind of goes for her like he's going to drink her blood and they're kind of messing. But again, I was like, come on, kiss. <laughs> <laughs> They're our one-two pairing. I think they are, yeah. Well, Lila's not in the mood for all this uh, sort of tomfoolery. And Liz says they should split up and find Gary. But Patty's like, no, we should get out of here. She's literally like, yeah, forget him. Let's get out of here. And like, yeah, true. He's a fully grown man. He can take care of himself. (laughs) Also, yeah, go somewhere and call the police if you really think he's been killed. Um, Or call for somebody. I mean, we know the Sweet Valley Police Force are worse than useless. But anyway, they can't get out. They sure can't. <laughs> because the door is locked by oh, mystery no. hands. It's been chained. And then oh. we know there's only one thing that can happen next. It could only be the greatest montage of all time. Oh my God. They've hit new heights of insanity. <laughs> it's, it's just, how would you describe this one? Anna, I screamed. Like, I was... 
thrilled by this. I enjoyed it so much. I think this is one of my favourite things I have seen in ages. And again, this might be my deranged lockdown brain, mm. but I was having a blast during this whole montage. It's incredible. There's, it's, it starts off with a clip from the you know classic German horror film Nosferatu. Nosferatu. Like, I, that's it. How did they get the rights to? Do you know what? I think that. it's just things things that are in public domain because oh, maybe that's the it's kind of it was... it's shots of all the the gang in pairs and threes kind of like running towards like the same couple of doors and trying yeah. to open them <laughs> and then interspersed with like it starts off with like stock footage of lightning then it's like Nosferatu's shadow coming up the stairs I think at that point I just wrote down in all caps I am living <laughs> <laughs> there's like a howling sound effect there's like all the doors are locked there's just all these like vintage horror movie yeah. clips thrown in there's like a shot of Lon Chaney as the Phantom yes! of the Opera it's incredible there's and also I actually one looked... of the early Wolfman films as well yes and I think those are in public domain because I looked up whether that Phantom of the Opera is and it is because it's from the 20s like so ah, okay. so that's what it is I'd say it's all just stuff that's free to use so they were like fucking lash it in if it's creepy looking let's go yeah, let's get out of the stuff film library Oh my god, it was so it's good! Incredible, and of course, there's the the usual music with the suitable lyrics. It's like something strange is going on around here. We have everything to fear. The oh worst nightmares come true. I'm stuck inside <laughs> my school. <laughs> All the doors are locking by themselves. Like, oh my god, I was so entertained. Uh, there's slow motion. There's lots of running and trying doors, and then at the end, super cheerful Bruce just takes. A devilish bite of an apple. Oh my god! But it's like he got it out of a vending machine. There's like a close-up <laughs> of him like putting a coin into this like old-timey vending machine and like taking out an apple. I guess I don't know how long apples last in vending machines. I mean, but again, seem like a good idea. He is just fully delighted with himself eating yes. his apple very cheerfully while everybody freaks out and like, honest to god, those like just movie clips just oh. nearly killed me off altogether. There's even like a title card pops up with like a ghost. Oh yeah. <laughs> It's amazing. It might it's, be the I think it might be the best montage ever. It's up there with Jessica and uh, her performances, Lady Macbeth. Honestly, it was the greatest thing I have seen <laughs> this year. It is the finest piece of television I have watched in a long time. Maybe the lockdown speaking <laughs> listeners, but no, no, it's not. This is this is for real. <laughs> Well, when it ends, Todd tells Bruce he's gone too far. But Bruce is like, I have nothing to do with it. So Todd decides to hit the fire alarm because they realise that will attract attention and help them get out of the school. Um, But nothing happens. Oh no. Well, yeah, of course, we saw mystery hands cutting the power earlier. So obviously that uh, did in the fire alarm too. And Enid's like, maybe it's a silent alarm. (laughs) Oh, Enid. It's on that silent. (laughs) And uh, then they realise that Lila and Winston are nowhere to be seen. No, no. So we cut to some random classroom and Lila is creeping in, looking for Gary and gets a shock when she finds Winston. Yeah, he scares her again, but it is actually by accident this time. Yeah. She's just like, are you in here? And he's like, no, he's not. She's like, oh, Jesus. <laughs> well, he looks, He's he realises there's some storage closet in there. So he's, he was just about to check it. And uh, Lila warns him against it because she says when people open, you know, random closets in horror films, they always die. And Vincent <laughs> says he laughs in the face of danger. But what happens when he opens the closet door? Oh, a big skeleton falls out and frightens the life out of him. <laughs> but Lila laughs because she realises straight away it's Mr. Bones, the school's anatomy <laughs> skeleton. Yeah, it's like one of those like articulated skeleton 
things from like a yeah. biology class, I suppose. Um, so she thinks it's hilarious and he's like, it's not funny. <laughs> so he asks uh, her to help him uh, push back Mr. Bones. But when she approaches the door of the closet to do so, what should happen? <gasps> Mystery hands. <gasps> he shoves <gasps> Lila into the into the closet and locks the door behind them. Yes, and he's not only mystery hands, he's got a he's mystery face, he's got a Jason style. He's got a hockey mask, you're right. Yeah. Yes. So um yeah, they're locked in there. And when Lila realizes she's trapped in a closet with Winston, she screams. Honestly, Lila's scream is kind of amazing. Like I feel like her yeah. and Jessica are really good at screaming. Like full actually, horror diva stuff. Fully scream queen carry yeah. on. Like I wrote down beat in horror films, Bridget Flannery. Yeah, <laughs> she's, she's so good. <laughs> Well, here's another uh, excellent moment. Do you know that I, uh, neither of us are fans of Todd Liz romance in the books, but she wonders, and we cut to her and Todd in a corridor somewhere, probably the same corridor. They've been running up and down all that time. And she wonders if splitting up was a good idea. And Todd says it is that they want to be alone. And then he goes full Gomez. He does. He does the like pulling out her arm and kissing all the way up it. And it's yeah. just like, yes, I love this. I can't believe I'm so invested in Liz and Todd all of a sudden. I know. <laughs> and it just took them dressing up as Gomez and Morticia. Who knew? So, uh, they uh, they share a little uh, go as a Morticia moment, but then mm-hmm. as they uh, they realize that it's midnight, where Lawrence, which is the time that Lawrence Manson apparently starts walking the halls, and when they kiss, the clock falls off the wall. Oh shit! Yeah, so that does frighten Liz. In fairness, and that would spook yes. me too. <laughs> yeah, me too. I mean, I'd be pretty spooked for the whole being locked inside the school that yeah. wasn't locked, you know, a half an hour ago. <laughs> so Jessica, Patty, Bruce, and Enid take refuge in. I guess it's like the drama room. Or yeah, it's, it's some kind of theatre room or something. Mm. Yeah. And then a piece of paper is sort of thrown into the room. <laughs> like it's clearly like just thrown into shot. It's like there's someone standing there who's just lobbed this in. And yeah. the way they all react to like just the paper, and it's like not, oh, someone just threw that. Who is that? Yeah. <laughs> well, what could this piece of paper be? Yeah, so Enid unfolds it. It's like it's it's done. It's a little paper airplane, I think, mm. but it turns out it's actually a test paper. <gasps> but it's dated from 1969, the year that Lawrence died. It was oh, no. the summer of '69. <laughs> oh no, the Halloween of '69. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> well, the lights, of course, go out. Oh man, everybody screams and like the girls all run and Bruce kind of is sitting with them and when they all scream, he screams too but then they all get up and run out and he kind of sits there still screaming and then just breaks his shite laughing because he's just living for this. But what should happen? <gasps> Mystery <Chortle>. Hands! <laughs> Mystery Hands grabs Bruce and then he's like, Ooh. <laughs> Um, So we cut to the... the it, the closet where Lila tries to ring for help on her mobile, but she has no signal. And Winston understandably can't believe she had a phone this whole time. And why did she use it before now, before they were trapped in like True. a closet with no signal? But also, uh, where was she keeping that giant phone? Like, my that notes, is a very skimpy costume. <laughs> my notes say, where was she hiding that giant 90s phone? <laughs> it must have been in her hair, like in her giant ponytail or something. There's literally Good nowhere point. else. <laughs> there was no way with those harem pants. No, none. Well, uh, they uh, they they tell each other that, you know, at least they're safe in there, you know, hidden in their closet. But then Winston says maybe the scary monster is just storing them there until he gets hungry. 
Oh God, yeah. And he's like, oh, we'll probably suffocate before that even happens anyway. And poor Lila's really upset and she starts crying. And she genuinely is crying. And then she Winston is. sincerely comforts her. He's like, look, I'm sorry. I was just trying to be funny and it wasn't like the right moment. And, and then she says, she's just glad she's not alone. <gasps> And what should happen then? Oh my God. Like, he's like, yeah, me too. And he's kind of got his hand on her shoulder and this is this really nice moment between them. And fucking Lila goes in for the kill. Oh, she does. <laughs> it's not coming from Winston. It's not. Oh. There's a bit of chemistry between them too. He's got chemistry with everybody because he's yeah, hot. Yeah, that's true, actually. <laughs> Very true. Uh, there's enough of Winston to go round. <laughs> But then they're interrupted by a rattle at the door. Oh, yeah. So, um, yeah, Lila's like, oh, should we call for help? Yeah. And Winston's like, no, someone might come. Yeah. Like, let's just keep going here. Yeah. But the spell is broken for Lila. And yeah. uh, then the door is opened by none other than Todd. Yes, but of course, Winston thinks it's going to be their mystery mystery hands attacker yeah. and uh, like tackles Todd to the ground. <laughs> and Todd, is, uh, they realise it's Todd and he says like, what were you doing? And Lana's like, nothing at all, nothing at all. Oh, God. yeah, she's basically like, if you tell anybody, I will fucking kill you. Yeah. <laughs> so they find the others, but now Bruce is missing. And uh, those who saw the mystery flying test um, tell the others about it and say that, Bruce didn't make it. Like we're in the <laughs> fuck Poseidon adventure or something. He's just like Gene Hackman himself into a <laughs> bowels of a ship. Classic Bruce. <laughs> well, Patty is very blasé about when she says that she thinks Bruce must have been shredded as well. Yeah, Patty just wants out of here. She's just like, nah, fuck this. I don't care about any of you guys. I I'm mean, who can blame her? I know, yeah. She's not wrong. So they hear somebody coming and they close the door of the classroom that they're they're in for some reason. Uh, and then Todd hides behind the door and the rest of them gather on the other side of the doorway where whoever comes in will see them immediately. <laughs> True, actually, yeah. <laughs> we cut to Bruce striding happily down the corridor. And who could he have his arm around? Oh, why, it's Manny. Yes. And Manny <laughs> says that if he had a dollar for every scream he heard that night, he'd be as rich as Bruce. <laughs> yeah, so they're just bragging about how clever they are for their big prank. Uh, and of course, Manny is mystery hands and has the hockey mask on his head yeah. as well. So uh, but I think they walk past the, the classroom that everybody's hiding in. So they all uh, overhear that it was the two lads. Yes, and they discuss their favorite moments of the <laughs> of the night, favorite pranks, and uh, we learned that the that Manny did surprise Bruce when uh, when he seized him in the drama room. So Bruce isn't amused by that reminder, and they go off to get Gary, who was of course in on the the whole thing. Of course. So of course the gang heard all inside the classroom, <laughs> while Todd is happy that nobody is dead. <laughs> oh, sorry, just trying to stifle a cough. And, uh, I'm so so excited to find what's coming next. <laughs> what does he say? I'm gonna kill those guys. <laughs> his, his catchphrase, plural. Love it, and especially the fact that it's followed with uh, him saying, "You know, I'm glad it's all a joke, and they're still alive. I'm gonna kill those guys." <laughs> it's like he's only glad they're alive so he can kill them. <laughs> Exactly. Well, that's the Todd way. Fist of so Fury. Good. Yeah. Um, but Liz and Jess have a better idea. As Jess said, why get mad when you can get even? Lightning. <laughs> yes. Well, 
Bruce has, they found Gary and Bruce hmm. is high-fiving him, but then they realize they can't find the others. And then Jess emerges doing some, again, very impressive screaming with her hair this all over the place. So good. Yeah, she's in the hallway screaming and she's all disheveled. She's got blood on her. Her like, hair is all over the shop. And she's really good in this. And again, like... These girls missed a trick not being in horror movies because they're really good at it. Um, but yeah, she runs up uh, all like hysterical to Bruce and she's like, it's in there and like tears off again, screaming down the hallway. So the lads are like, oh shit. But uh, hilariously, Bruce is like, Manny, go check it out. <laughs> <laughs> well, Gary takes charge and leads them into the classroom and they see a very impressive setup. This is so good. I like. I don't know how much time they had, but they fucking nailed it. Oh, uh, it looks like they it would have required about five hours. Surely, yes. But they're just extremely creative kids, I suppose. True. Yeah, it's basically it when uh, when Bruce and Co go in. It looks like the rest of the gang have been dismembered. <laughs> like, like, seriously, they're a pile of bloodied bodies all heaped up in yeah. the middle of the floor. And then Winston, it's like his decapitated head yeah. is like on a counter, like twitching. There's a hand, like a, a severed hand doing the same How thing. How did they set that bit up? It's like, so whatever about the rest of them just lying there with some bloodstains. Like, yeah. The the dis- dismemberment is very impressive. There's a whole like Winston's body all set up then like beside that with like yeah. a head cut off. So like they found a mannequin, they did makeup <laughs> and wardrobe. They kind of pan around to everybody who's playing dead really well. Although Enid hilariously has like her tongue sticking out. It's like, Come on now, Enid. That's a hard pose to keep, Enid. Like if you've got to play, play dead. There's a really funny book about bad acting called The Art of Chorus Acting, which advises that like it has photos It's from the 70s. And my dad was a big fan of it. But there's a really hilarious example of photos of how not to die on stage. Oh, no you have to hold the pose. And the how not to die uh, one is like bent backwards over something with your tongue sticking out. being like, <laughs> And then um, the best way to die is die behind a piece of furniture. And then, oh, very crafty. You know, you could maybe even sit up and have a drink while the rest of the show's going on with your feet sticking out the back. <laughs> Genius. So, yeah, Enid did not follow. She she went for the most awkward pose <laughs> Very in much. this scenario. And uh, fair play to her because she pulls it off. She does. And they all do a very good job. But yeah, of course, uh, the three lads are horrified. So they scream and run for it, uh, only to find that the door, of course, is still locked and the uh, the fire alarm doesn't work, which is what everybody else have discovered at this stage. Yes. And the gang emerge uh, laughing away. And Bruce shows, you know, puts on a sort of show of bravado and says they were never scared. And then Mr. Bones, the skeleton drops down on top of them and they shriek. <laughs> That's quite good. <laughs> It's fantastic, yeah, because uh, that's especially satisfying then after his, as you say, little uh, show of bravado was just immediately undone by, uh, yes. by another fright. And Winston gets his revenge for being called chicken because he's like, somebody called the colonel. I think it's time for some chicken. Yes, and everybody <laughs> hoots and hollers. <laughs> but then they hear footsteps and they see... A shadowy figure coming around the corner in silhouette. Oh my God. And this time they kind of look around and it's like, oh shit, everyone's here. Like there's nobody missing at this stage. So they all scream and run for it. But this time the doors do open because I don't know, were they fake chains? Look, it doesn't matter. They break an iron chain somehow, (laughs) which they weren't able to do when they were trying to break it. By force of will. Yeah. Yeah. So they, uh, they managed to get the doors open and they all just absolutely leg it into the night, screaming their heads off. And you see that it's just a janitor coming around. But then in a final twist, we hear evil laughter. And the janitor says, well, we guess it's the janitor. Yeah. Um, 
says in a sort of uh, Vincent Price doing that scary bit in Thriller that used to scare, really, really frighten me when I was a little kid. Says, that's right, Lawrence. They're gone now. Oh, my God. And then it's just like maniacal ghost laughter. (laughs) And that's the end. Fucking incredible. Oh, Oh possibly the best so far. By far. Oh, my God. I loved this so much. It was so good. Oh, it really, really was. Um, so I mean, there was there was the costumes, there was the uh, the the fake ghosts, then possibly real ghosts. I mean, it's a it was a roller coaster. Again, like to quote you on Juvenalia, go ghost or go home. Like, yes, it's, I love that they went there and they were like, no, nah, fuck it. There's actually a ghost. <laughs> there really was. Well, listeners, were you, did you watch this episode? In fact, we know a few of you did because you got in touch with us to say that, uh, that you enjoyed it. And you, uh, you especially enjoyed the Lila Jessica bitchery went down very, very well. So true. Yeah, it's always good. Um, so do let us know what you think. Uh, we really hope you're enjoying your Pi Beta Alpha super uh, sorority series uh, because we really appreciate you supporting the show. And uh, we it's it's genuinely a delight to be able to, to do something like this. So, again, our sincere thanks to you all. And uh, we loved hear from, hearing from you about the last episode. Uh, Lizzie49 agreed with us that the supermarket scene was total BS and pointed out, apparently Jessica has never actually been to a rock concert. She should have taken fashion tips from Enid on that one. Very true. Like Enid is always dressed for a grunge concert at true. a moment's notice. Yeah, true. Uh, yeah, a few people were very happy to hear uh, Lapron Minta and Olive Q-Tip both uh, were delighted to hear uh, Pepsi getting dragged. <laughs> I mean, does anyone really like Pepsi? I know. It's like, who actually chooses Pepsi? <laughs> yes. Oh, and uh, yes, uh, something that uh, we we couldn't make out, um, that there was another, Katie Longstrath pointed out, there was another note on the fridge this week when Todd went for his midnight milk road basketball practice. Uh, Katie wondered, was it an update on Alice's whereabouts? But it was impossible to make out. Yeah, I did try to work uh, out what it was, but I just, I couldn't. The quality was just a bit too low. It's like, we need to get the DVDs to properly investigate. True. Well, I mean, we are always delighted to uh, to hear from you. So you know how to get reach us. We are on SPH Podcast on Twitter. Yeah, on Instagram, we're at a, we're, we're at SPH Podcast everywhere, really. Actually, we? that's <laughs> like, true. Yeah. On uh, on Facebook as well, and Twitter, and Instagram, and hmm. at SPH Pod, no, SPH Podcast at gmail.com. That's the yes. other one. <laughs> the email. Well done. <laughs> Uh, so yeah do let us know what you thought if you uh, if you watched along with us and remember you can find all these episodes on YouTube it's how we're watching so if you'd like to watch uh, next week's episode in advance um, let us know and if this description if, sorry for spoiling you but if our if our recap has uh, made you want to watch The Ghost of Lawrence Mansion I mean it is worth watching just to see I think the, the Morticia and Gomez costumes oh my god the costumes are so good and also uh, Miriam Crozier was pointing out that it is uh, the scooby Dooiest episode ever <gasps> very <laughs> she's, true uh, she's only sorry they didn't use the Scooby gang for their costumes which actually would have been hilarious oh, because like, like Winston is a natural shaggy um, I mean Bruce and Todd could probably fight over Fred I mean, mm. who would be Velma then? 
Mm. Uh, Enid? Yes, of course, Enid's film. And then, yeah, Daphne would again be a row between uh, Liz or uh, between Jessica and Lila. I, I think Lila. Fight to the death for Daphne. <laughs> Lila's more of a redhead. She's version. got the hair colour already. You're right, yeah. yeah. Oh. Jessica could just be the villain they unmask at the end. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, she'd be good. She would, yeah. I think. Um, well, listeners, let us know who, who you think that they should have gone as what other costumes they should have chosen for their Halloween spectaculars. <laughs> and uh, we will see you next week in the main episode, uh, which is probably going to be quite a uh, a serious one. Um, oh, yeah, it's probably going to be a bit heavy. Yes, so be warned. And we will see you here, where I can, I'd be very surprised if it was serious. Because <laughs> um, <laughs> next week's episode is... I'm quite excited about this, even though the original book has Dana in it and they have changed this to a Wakefield twin. <laughs> next week is... The Prince of Santa Dora. Oh my God. <laughs> so I hope you're ready, everybody, because we will see you here in a fortnight where we find out what happens when Sweet Valley gets a visit from <laughs> the Prince of Santa Dora. Amazing. <laughs> see you then, everybody. Thanks for listening. Bye. This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network, a hub for the creative and the curious. Shows are produced in association with Headstuff and the Podcast Studios Dublin. Find out more or become a member at headstuffpodcasts.com. Experience the difference at Woodhouse Buick GMC. From the GMC Acadia to the Buick Encore, we're sure to have a vehicle that fits your lifestyle. Our climate-controlled showroom guarantees a comfortable shopping experience every time you visit. Plus, our commitment to our customers continues well beyond the date of purchase. You will leave our lot feeling comfortable and confident in your new vehicle. Start your car buying journey today, in-store or online at woodhousebuickgmc.com. We are professional grade.